this is Woodside Church Youth. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, this is Woodside Youth Podcast, episode three. I'm Kevin, he's Ollie, and this week we sat down with Martin to talk about Real Temptations. Yeah, we chatted about a load of stuff, but very quickly, the three main points, we talked about how the enemy often attacks us with lies about, with false truths, so taking a little bit of what might be true and putting a negative spin on it, and how we can personally battle with that and protect ourselves from those things. We talked about practical ways about resisting temptation. Hopefully these are really applicable for you guys, so definitely tune in for that. And after that, we talked about how God's grace covers us when we do mess up and when we do fall into temptation and how we can get back up after we trip. And then at the end, of course, we have our golden nuggets of practicality. Yep, we hope you enjoyed this episode. We hope it serves you well and we'll catch you guys next week. See ya. Okay, and welcome to the third episode of the Woodside Youth Podcast. This week we've got Martin returning for his second appearance on the pod, which is exciting. The uh, crowd will... Pre- oh, no, maybe not, maybe not. <laughs> talk about his preach on real temptations as part of the series, Look to Jesus. But as it went down so well last week, we're going to start with another Would You Rather. It was very controversial, so get involved and ask us some more next week. Kevin, what have we got this time? Uh, okay, so this week, um, Would You Rather is... Would you rather have out-of-control body hair or a strong, pungent body odour? So would you rather have be really hairy, completely like out-of-control, or smell really bad? <laughs> oh my word. Do I answer this? Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I mean, the funny is the man tough. asking this question has a, an amazing beard on him, so... Absolutely. Um, so I would, uh, without a doubt, I would rather have out-of-control body hair yeah, but out of, really? out of control. Well, no, because there control. are things that you can do to tame it. It's like that thing on, like, is it Bruce Almighty when he shaves every night and then it can, yeah, the yeah. whole hair grows back every morning? Oh, okay, that out of control. Yeah, like, yeah, out yeah, of control. Yeah, yeah. No, out I, still, of control. I still would go, I, I, think, I, think, I think being hairy sometimes, as Kev is, is modelling wonderfully, uh, being hairy like, is, is not necessarily a bad like... thing. To be honest, I'm trying, as you can see. Uh, so I would go for out of control body hair, oh. uh, rather than very bad odours. Yeah, that puts people off, doesn't it? I mean, I think people. Can put we're up talking with some... about like hairy, out of control armpits. Yeah, yeah, but I'd love that. I'm trying to get any kind of hair, and clearly it's not working. My yeah, beard you is shameful. Your your arms are going to be so hairy. This yeah, but smell, remember. Kevin. You've got to understand. Smell is a nightmare. Smell is not yeah, good. I, I think I'd rather have controllable. Kev, we I'm need to tell you this. Smell is not good. Yeah. Please oh, shower. Sorry. Everyone <laughs> please, out there, please, please shower, shower. Kev. <laughs> I'm in lockdown. No one can smell me. That's not how it works. It, it, your, your household must be... Even over Zoom, it's a remarkable Is it that pungent? Wow. <laughs> oh, I man. This. Well, so would you, you do the same, so, Ollie? You'd go for... Yeah, I think I probably would. I don't think you can do smell. It would put me off as much as yeah. it would yeah. put everyone else off. I can, I can smell just... myself. Well, it depends on the... Let's say like it's like a really strong cheesy smell, the pungent odor. No, cheese is bad. Cheese is bad. And then on a on a humid day like today, it would just get so much worse. Can you got yeah, humid totally. cheese, and that's even worse. 
can't even like. Uh, Bray. So I think I think that's a simpler one than last week actually. I think, I think so. everyone go for body hair. It's got to be. I think well, love a bit more hair on what his head do, as well. Kev, Kev, what would you do? Oh, body hair. Oh, you I'm would. Not, okay. I'm not going out smelling like some strong cheese. <laughs> Why are you arguing for it then? I say, I, you I make Martin feel like he's arguing wrong. I'm just wrong. trying to say that this body hair that we're talking about is out of control. Yeah, yeah that's true. Out of control body hair. But control the odor as well. You couldn't control it. Could. You'd have no friends. You'd have no friends. Yeah, but. Body hair is out of control as well. You just braid it, braid your arm hair. That would be cool, actually. That'd be a statement, wouldn't it? Braiding nice. arm hair. That's outrageous. Braid your arm hair. Well, there you go. Kevin's gonna come with all his hair braided next time. Um, <laughs> we'll send you all a picture. That first and church we'll service after that. lockdown. Just you. Watch. First church service. Kevin will not remove any hair until then, and we'll see how long his beard and hair's got. Oh yeah. That would be fun. Um, Great, so that's our, let us know what you would say and also send us in some for next week. Um, the the more disgusting, the better in my book. So let's see what you give us next week. So, Martin, you preached on Real Temptations as part of our series on Look to Jesus. Do you want to sum that up in one minute or so? One minute, okay. One minute yeah. on Real Temptation. Uh, well, let me just first say that, that uh, this is something that often, when we talk about temptation, people see this as something being... Uh, a negative and a bit downbeat and yeah. oh boy what are we doing but I really found this subject positive and so that that's the main thrust I want to try and communicate uh, just to give you an idea I, I look when we look at temptation we discover that that we're encouraged because temptation is normal it's a normal yeah. part of all what we face it's even something that Jesus faced uh, although he was without sin but so it's normal uh, the story of Jesus being tempted by the devil shows us that temptation is not invincible. So it doesn't have to be the winner in our lives. That's encouraging. And also uh, we're aware that temptation is used by God to strengthen us. Uh, I talked about a Joe Wicks uh, spiritual equivalent of, the, of a workout yeah. was, was how God would use temptation to, to strengthen, strengthen our spiritual muscles. And, and so I see this however actually as it can be really positive. Uh, we looked at how the devil works and what's revealing in this subject is, is we see his strategy. So we can be a wiser, we can be smart about this, realise that he goes after our calling, the sense of God's purpose in our lives. He tries to get at that. He tries yeah. to go after our identity. He tries to attack who we are in God. Uh, he also focuses on an area of weakness in the way that he tempted Jesus when he was hungry, he said, you, you know, turn stone to bread. Yeah. But also he goes after our strengths, which I think was the interesting twist is actually Jesus was strong in the word. And so Satan went after that where Jesus was strong. And so so that's to us to be aware of as well. And yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that would be the main thrust, the main uh, essence of, of what we looked at in the area of temptation. Look at the life of mm. Jesus and how it applies to us. Very good. Very good, Brilliant. very succinct, Thank and you. in one minute. I've been practicing that. Um, practicing that all night. He's really committed to youth, guys. I'm he really just is. So committed to youth. <laughs> so one of the ways that we talked about the devil kind of targeting us um, and attacking us is that he would almost use false truths against us. So he might pick on something that is very, very vaguely true and put a massive negative spin on it. Um, mm almost to get us to believe it and then fall down the trap of believing what he's saying to us. Yeah. And 
you know, that can often to do, be to do with our identity when we might doubt ourselves in different scenarios. Uh, but what would you say about um, kind of strengthening our own knowledge of our identity and how we can almost battle that? How practically can we go against that specific way of the enemy and the devil? Yeah, yeah, it's very good. Well, I, I think by by reminding ourselves of, of the truth of, of who, you know, God's truth in our lives. So, so you know, key ones uh, are, are that we're... we're God loves us. God's for us. Even yeah. the verses that Jesus, that we talked to Jesus the week before, uh, when he was baptized, you had a voice from heaven saying, this is my son whom I love. I'm well pleased with him. That was before Jesus had done anything. And so some, sometimes what would happen to me is I will, I will do something and I will, I will feel that it hasn't gone as well as I wished it would go well. And I say, well, I thought God had called me to do this. I thought... This is part of who I'm supposed to be. And then I'll be reminded, actually, God loves me, accepts me just as I am before I've done anything. Because Jesus had done nothing in ministry prior yeah, to this. Does it, so so that's, that, that's how I find I just keep reminding yeah. myself that actually it's not about performance. It's not about doing stuff. It's about knowing God loves me and accepts me. Mm. Yeah. yeah. You can also read out Bible truths over yourself. Um, read out the promises that God has in his word, read them over yourself. I think it's important to hear that from other people as well. Hear other people yeah. confirm truths over you, um, confirm what they know about you, um, along with what God says about you as well. I think that it's, it's just a different thing hearing it from someone else, isn't it? Like, yeah. instead of just reading it over yourself, having someone else actually say it to you as a big yeah. effect. Kev, do you have people that you, you, you know that you go to? Uh, for that sort of encouragement and reminder of, of God's truth in your life? Uh, yes. I think I have people that I can go to when I'm feeling in that place where I'm not feeling secure about what yeah. I'm standing in. But I think it's, for me personally, it, take, it took me a while to realise the importance of stepping out in that, to someone else in terms yeah. of um, asking someone else to share truths over you or like going to someone yeah. else in a time where you're feeling low in identity. I think that's just another way that the devil works against you as well, yeah. making you um, like getting into your head and saying you don't need to go to that person to think about this or that. Like, what's yeah, there definitely. to what's there to talk about? And you're right into you know who you are. Like, you're just struggling yeah. a bit. Like, you don't need to go to talk to someone else. Yeah, almost about getting rid of the stigma of you don't have to do it all by yourself. But actually, yes. you work best when you have people around you. Yeah, I think that's often. I think a lot of like I remember when I was younger, like the battle of actually the world often tells us that we need to be self-reliant and if we have to rely on too many people we're weak but actually there's strength in numbers i think and that's really important i think as christians we are called to deliver god's verdict on situations and on other people and god's verdict on on kevin or martin or any of anyone speaking is that you're loved and you're accepted mm. that's how god speaks and as people right now as as me i'm called to say that to other people and as everyone listening you're called to say it to your school friends if they're low they don't, it hasn't doesn't have to be a you're my Christian friend so I can deliver truth. Like This is good truth that we can spread throughout everyone. It's about making disciples and spreading God's love and acceptance. And because we know that there's power in resisting things when other people declare truths over us, we also should help other people in that as well. Um, so, I mean, every, me and Kev and Matt, like, we are very good friends and we will often, like, remind... We don't have to ask for it. We will just often remind each other and recognise if you're feeling low. And getting those friendships, I think, are really key. Getting those relationships around you are really key. Because as really much as we know that 
it, it's hard to accept and accept that you're feeling low and that it's the it's the moments where your friends recognize that for you before even you might have recognized it and get to you i'm going to catch this beforehand and getting those people around you is great yeah i think i think like for me it's it's a bit of a cultural thing as well i mean i come from a culture where affirmation and being that open to people isn't that common and isn't something that's like inherently set in my culture or when i was younger and i think like coming from that place it can be a bit daunting to go into a christian culture where it's like you always talk to someone about your issues or you always get an affirmation from someone i think it's just overcoming that initial bit of it's almost like the weirdness of what it's like to be affirmed or what it's like to receive encouragement (laughs) and going into like the place where you're ready to receive that and actually believe it as well instead of just putting it to one side and not thinking about it how would you very quickly sum up how you've got to that place, like your journey of get going from that place to being able to accept it more freely and it helping you? I think uh, I think one of the hurdles is pride. I, I, I think sometimes we want to be self-reliant. I think, Ollie, you said that earlier. We want we we don't want to need others. Sometimes that that can that can be a hurdle. And, and so there's a, there's a point, almost like a point, a point of maturity when you think, actually, I can't do this on my own. I, I need others' yeah. support. I need others' help. Uh, and I haven't got all the answers. In fact, I haven't got many answers at all. And so uh, I think when I was younger, I think that was a hurdle for me. I think I, yeah. you know, you, you, the, the world sort of te- be a man and, you know, all those sorts of things. And you think you've got to find all these answers from within. Well, often you need, you find them, from from God and from and from others affirming from others, yeah. in you definitely. All right. So one Corinthians ten thirteen says, "No temptation has seized you except what is common to man, and God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. But when you are tempted, He will also provide a way out so that you can stand up under it." So I guess my question to you guys is, um, what practical ways are there to resist temptation? Shall I go? I, I've got I've got two two on that. I I, yeah. I think the first would be fully understanding what God has already done in your life when you became a Christian. Yeah. So sometimes we can see temptation as as all-powerful, something we're never going to be able to deal with, and this thing keeps coming time and time again, and we keep giving into it. And what we need to realize is that when we became a Christian, we weren't only saved by grace, but we but we were changed by grace. So, so uh, in Romans, it talks about how that we were once slaves to sin. So we had a mm-hmm. leaning towards doing stuff that God didn't want us to do. But it, then it says, now you're slaves to righteousness. So we lean towards righteousness. And it's like we, yeah. got, we had a bias that lent one way. A bit like one of those trolleys, you know, where you go down Tesco's and it keeps going in one direction. Oh, well, yeah, well, yeah. well, well Because it's got a wonky wheel. Well, you've had the wonky wheel corrected. And you can now go in a different direction. And we're wow. now a slave to righteousness, to doing God's will, doing the right stuff. Yeah. And and first, there's there's something about getting your head around that God has changed you. Now, you won't be perfect. The Bible says you won't be perfect. So, Ollie, yeah. I'm sorry, you're not perfect. But oh. you won't be perfect no, won't in me. this life. But when we go to meet with Jesus, he changes us. You know, there's there, yeah. there is a, a perfect future, if you like. But on this earth, we still we are new creations, and so the first thing is really understanding what God has already done. And sometimes I think 
Christians know they're saved by grace, but they don't realize God has changed their hearts. He's, he's written yeah. laws on our hearts, no longer on, on stone. It's in here somewhere. So that'd be the first That's thing. Good. The second thing, yeah, I mean, it's huge, isn't it? Yeah, it means that we great. don't have to be defeated. Now, we all slip up, and that's okay, because God loves us, and it's not about performance, but actually God has changed us. The second thing is straightforward, but be filled with the Holy Spirit, and keep being yeah. filled with the Holy Spirit, and keep close to God, and keep that relationship close with Him. And so when we are faced with something, we think, oh man, this is I don't want to be dealing with that. We say to God, please, leave me. Please protect me. Please be with yeah. me. Fill me again. And fill your head and fill yourself with who God is rather than what whatever is uh, attracting your yeah. attention or trying to persuade you in another yeah. direction. The Holy Spirit thing is interesting because I think one of the ways that the Spirit prompts me, I think, is with worship music. Mm. Like, I think I know when he's trying to prompt me because suddenly like, I have a song in my head that is right. just like a lot louder than whatever <laughs> else is in my head almost. Yeah, but I think it, it took it me. Turn the volume up. <laughs> yeah, it's literally like, why can't I get this song out of my head? It's like, I don't even like this song. Why is it in my head? <laughs> oh, but it's, good. it's like, um, it took. I think it took me a, a bit of time to realize that's what the spirit was doing, and yeah. the place that I got to. I mean, um, the way I got to that place was kind of like taking a step back and realizing, trying to acknowledge what the spirit was doing to me, kind of picking up on the pattern, and then kind of. Yeah letting it happen almost like trying to yeah, listen yeah i think very practically for me i think i've got two but the first one is that if i'm feeling really tempted i'll just carry on singing the one line from living hope with like, you have broken all my chains nice like god ha god has broken all our chains like we're no longer bound by bound by sin or bound by anything and just remind me of that truth it's great that's a great melody song as well and i can just in that about match the tone of it uh so i don't deafen anyone in the household too much <laughs> but very practically i will if I'm feeling very tempted in the moment, I was just sing that line. You have broken all my chains. I'm not going to sing it for you because that's going to be very embarrassing. No, I um, think you need to. I think you need to. Sing no, it. You might as well. I don't think so. You line, <laughs> I do you not line yourself so. up. Um, so very practically, I'd say that. But also, I think, like from my experience, the enemy will try to attack places where it's dark and it's unspoken about. And very practically, we should start a conversation about when we're feeling tempted. The accountability is a word that is often used in Christian circles and everyone's it's a, everyone's a little bit funny about it but it's just talking to people and being real with each other this is great to do within your within your friendship group so I did it when in my impact year just if I'm feeling tempted I'm feeling tempted by this can you one can you pray for me because there's power when people pray for you yeah and also it helps everyone realize that this is normal as we said and that once there's light to it you can check up on it you can check in with each other to how you're doing encourage each other and that very practically makes you less vulnerable to the temptations of the devil i think yes it does. so i would say that as well speaking to each other is so important in this you said that you need to start right remove the darkness start that conversation but how yeah. do you like actually start that conversation how do you get past that how do you get the courage to get past that bit and start that conversation i think it's that fear when you're when you're there and you're thinking, how have I messed up again? There's that fear of thinking, I'm the only one. But that is not true. If Jesus was tempted by everything, which it says, like Jesus was tempted by everything. And it's about recognising, I think, that you're not alone in your temptation and that people will be able to relate to you. Because that's one way, and like yeah. I think, the enemy prevents us from having that conversation is just by fear that you won't be accepted if you admit it. Mm. I don't know if that's everyone else's opinion. Definitely. Uh, 
it, will, it does take boldness to step out and talk about it for the first time. I think it comes from knowing that the people around you, you have to, I wouldn't say you shout it from the rooftops, that's not what I'm saying, but you have a few close friends that you can trust that know they have, that if you know their acceptance, is there any way you don't have much to lose and you just go, I'm struggling with this, can you pray for me? And often that will start the conversation off. Uh, you can also ask, like very practically, the Holy Spirit to remove your fear mm. uh, from that conversation. Um, I think there are a few ways. I don't know if anyone else has anything on that. What you shared, Ollie, is so, so important. There's something about bringing things into the light that breaks breaks their power. Uh, yeah. And and so I, I, I talk to other members of the staff team at times and say, look, can I just share this with you? Uh, and uh, and just just mentioning it uh, yeah. ju- just does something. It brings it into the open. Uh, and yeah, that, I mean, you, you then can you, you're then accountable in a way. So it brings someone else that that is thinking of you and praying for you. But actually, just the sharing it uh, is is a, is a massive thing. And then you discover, as you were saying, Ollie, that that we all face these things. Yeah. And 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 it's not just you. And in fact, you're you're empowered. The fact that okay, okay, I'm I, I'm not strange here. This is something that we all that we all from time to time struggle with and, and, and need to need to have someone yeah. that we can talk to. So I think bringing it out in the open is really powerful. Yeah, but vulnerability is scary. And if yes. you're sitting at home thinking, I don't know how I'm going to start that conversation, anyone who has had that conversation has also been there. Like you're not, yeah. you're not you're the only one in that place as well. Yeah. And obviously, like there will be people that can help you. Um, so yeah. Yeah, Great. definitely. Definitely. It's good. So someone in our community group was talking about how... Um, there's an inherent fear in all of us to be excluded, to not be included in the group. She was saying how biologically, like, we want to be part of the herd or part of the crowd or whatever. And I think sometimes when, in regarding temptations, we can feel like that. We can feel, like, separate from everyone else. Oh, everyone does so much better than me and all this. But actually, it's almost the other way around. The fact that we think that is what excludes us, when in reality, it's everyone it's the fact that everyone faces temptations together. Mm-hmm. That kind of um, when you get into the headspace of saying to yourself, "Oh, I'm the only one going through this." Sorry, not the only yeah. one. But like that's that's even worse because you're excluding yourself out. By that way, in reality, everyone's going through this, and there's no shame in finding support. Yeah, no, there's no there's no shame. That's exactly right. Those, um, I think I know my quoting may be a bit off, but. Uh, the, when we're in Christ, there's no condemnation, um, and that that there's no shame for stuff we've done because Jesus has covered us. I think that's really important. Yeah, right? you know, that's right. That's good. Um, and there won't be any shame when you have those conversations because people will accept you and will love you. It doesn't it doesn't affect who you are because you're tempted because it it happened to everyone. So let's have these discussions. Let's release. Let's bring it into light. You know, a fire is easy to put out if loads of if other people can see it and help you. Like very practically, as we've said, um, we're not perfect, and there, and when we instead of if we mess up, it's very much when we mess up because uh, we're gonna be tempted and we're gonna fall into this temptation eventually, uh, when we're on this earth. Uh, but how can we not get too down and too bogged down, and how can we pick ourselves back up after we've after we've tripped over? Well, I think this is where I, I think this whole subject is one of the most encouraging encouraging subjects uh, in the Gospels because because Jesus was tempted, 
but was without sin and then to defeat Satan then and then defeated him on the cross because of yeah. that narrative uh, we when we mess up which as you say is a we will mess up when we mess yeah. up we have to remind ourselves that grace yes changes our hearts and we we're this new Tesco trolley that goes in a straight line but but also grace means that it's not about us it's not about our works not about us living a perfect life or getting it right every time it's not yeah. on our performance it's on the perfect performance of Jesus and that's the essence of the gospel where two things are true uh, God has changed us but also he saved us through his grace and so we yeah. just have to go back to God we have to a Bible says confess your sins to one another that's why again it's good to share with others uh, and just receive God's forgiveness repent you know be 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 you know genuine that we don't want to go in that direction again uh, and yeah. ask God to help us but just know that uh, there really is no condemnation for those who are in Christ uh, yeah. and so it's massive massive yeah I think there is it's very important as the verse that Kevin said earlier about how God will help us if we do fall for temptation he'll help us out of it and there's absolutely no shame in going to God and be like I need help with this I like I can't yeah. do this by myself I need yeah. your help Holy Spirit help me resist this temptation yeah. and whether that's right in the moment after it's happened or a few days after you reflect on it and kind of like it's all settled down and you've repented, like there's power in asking Jesus and partnering with the Holy Spirit to battle this together. Um, and yeah. just as the story empowers us and encourages us to resist temptation that is possible, like the Holy Spirit can also empower us to do that as well. Absolutely. And to also pick us back up. Um, and exactly knowing that nothing that we do can change our identity in God and what he thinks of us because Jesus has saved us from all of that. And knowing the grace of God is i mean we, we, our gospel is a gospel of grace and and if we get anything it's getting that it's getting that yeah. we're saved accepted loved by grace not based on on whether we've had a good week or not or even if we've had a bad week it makes no difference at all god accepts us just the same and that's that's yeah. the that's that's it that's the gospel it's amazing yeah. and of course our, that we're the only religion that believe that you know, yeah. every other religion is about earning acceptance before God. But Christianity is nothing about us earning anything. It's about us receiving a gift, a gift of grace. So it's amazing. I think it can be, I think it can help looking back to what God has done in your life as well. Previous times where mm -hmm. you feel like you've messed up or you've been tempted. And looking at how God has uh, been faithful to you, even though you feel like you've messed up or even though you feel yeah, like you've been good. condemned. Yes. That's good. It's good to look back and like remember and celebrate when God's showing you grace and when yeah. God's like being faithful to you yeah yes you can remind yourself that actually it wasn't it was all a gift yeah you know, it's all none of it's dependent on how often you pray or yeah. whether you sin or don't exactly. sin yeah 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 I think it's it, you've, you've always summed it up well it's about knowing that grace is at the centre of God's character mm. and knowing that that's going to cover us and knowing that you know, if we're repentant to God, that his grace is going to cover us. That's at the centre of his character, knowing that God is that. So that will work for us in when we do mess up and help us to step back up afterwards. Yeah. So as always, we want to end the podcast with a few sentences of our golden nuggets of practicality. And I'm going to carry on going with the name, even though a couple of you thought it was cringy <laughs> last time. Um, totally. So I'm going to start and then we'll go around and all give you some pra practical tips. So my golden nugget of practicality would will be to learn and memorize what the bible says about your identity so that in those moments when you're 
when the enemy is lying to you and using almost those false truths, you go be like, no, I am a child of God. Mm. No, I am accepted. Mm. No, there is no shame if I admit this to this other person. Knowing that our identity is in the word of the Bible and then we can use that to battle against lies spoken over us. Very good. Martin, I what do you reckon? Uh, my, what's your, golden nugget? Is that what you said? Golden nugget of practicality. Golden nugget of practicality. My golden nugget would be find find good friends. Find friends yeah. that you can be honest with, that you can bring things into their light. It's just, yeah. just an amazing thing. It's a good thing to do. Great. My um, tip of the week, because I'm not calling it a golden nugget, because <sighs> that's just, just, yeah. That's is. pride. I think you find that's pride. That, oh, no. It's been called out on the podcast. Oh, what do I do now? Um, <laughs> uh, my tip is, my golden nugget is to engage with the Holy Spirit. Maybe this week, um, try listen to that small little voice um, that is trying to talk to you. See if you can engage and listen to it more and try to hear what God's trying to say to you yeah. in your temptations or just in your general day-to-day. Yeah, it's that's good. great. Always well, good. Very good. Martin, thanks for joining us. Uh, Thank you very much. Talking Martin. about your preach. Pleasure. I'm sure, Anytime. I'm sure we'll see you it's good soon. Fun. I'm sure fun. we'll see you soon. Uh, Kev, thanks for joining us, even though you're on the brink of a potential corona. Um, yeah, great. But he, he's battled through. Uh, so yeah, that's it. I've made uh, it. We'll see you guys next week. See you later. See you. Thanks for joining Bye. us. For more information, visit woodsidechurch.com or follow us on social media.